Hello, friends. You're listening to Whole and Free, a podcast serving you a heaping helping of encouraging truth to free your soul and make you whole. This is Kathy Schwanke, speaker, author, and encourager of the faithful, here to help you soar on the sturdy wings of truth and love. In our series on awakening this season, we've talked about the need for our hearts to be awakened to the love and call and purpose of God for us. In the last episode, I hope you gleaned arsenal for your darker days and awakened to the power of singing. I've utilized this strategy a number of times since posting the show. It's extremely helpful to manage my mind and emotions. I hope your heart has been more steadfast and you've committed to awakening the dawn with singing to the Lord. Today in our Awaken series, I want to talk about awakening to peace. I think Anne Voskamp coined the phrase, peace is a person, and we know from Isaiah's prophecy that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. We also read in Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. While this verse is talking about letting peace rule in our relationships, I believe it also applies to our inner self, our hearts. If we let peace rule, we're letting the Prince of Peace rule us. If we're experiencing anxiety, we're letting fear or unbelief rule. Since none of us are immune to going sideways into those ditches, we need to have strategies to get back in rank under the Prince of Peace. It usually happens to me when circumstances are bearing down upon me from many directions, and I'm so busy taking care of things that I fail to mind my mind, and I end up feeling like I might lose my mind. Can you relate? Dale and I were in the midst of our move in January of 2019. The morning we were scheduled to close on the sale of our home, I thought I was going to lose my mind. When we decided to move back to the country in Wisconsin from the Twin Cities metro of Minnesota, we assumed our home would sell fast that fall. That was how things had been going in real estate that year. As it turned out, we listed later in the summer than we wanted, and it took much longer. There were times when I just wanted to give up and stay put. Pain usually makes me want to take the easy way out. How about you? Well, Dale and I had disagreements along the way, which doesn't make minding my mind easier, right? Because he was so intent on selling. I loved what we'd done to the home. It was comfortable, and the process of selling was proving to be more painful than we'd experienced in our past home sales due to the fact that the sellers now receive feedback on showings. We would read things like, not enough bedrooms, and the garage is too small, and we'd wonder, why did they fail to read the description? (laughs) No matter the number of bedrooms and the size of the garage had nothing to do with us, it seems negative feedback had an impact on my heart. I felt and took it personally, (laughs) which I knew was wrong, but it was really hard not to. Long story short, it was a long road. When we finally got an offer, the buyer's realtor required an inspection and it became more costly, both financially and emotionally. I wanted to say, no, we are not doing an inspection. I'm okay with staying. And Dale just wanted to sell the thing and move on. And he's the boss in our home. So he made the decision to go for it. And we ended up installing a radon detector and doing all this extra stuff with electricity. 
Well, on top of the pain of selling, the closing on our home was scheduled shortly after Christmas. Why do we do these things to ourselves? And then the home we offered on, the one I really wanted because it was on a lake, after our offer was accepted, was snatched away from us through a new-to-us real estate practice called a bump clause. We were bumped by a woman who had $20,000 more than we did, and my heart broke. This devastating news at the late hour forced us to find a what I called layover home, something temporary to live in until we found our home. Of course, we didn't want a lease to bind us from purchasing the home, and the search was daunting, but we finally found a townhouse with a month-to-month lease. We were relieved we could move in the week prior to our closing. That would make things easier, right? But the day I drove over with the first load, the townhouse was a mess. The person who had recklessly patched the holes in order to repaint had not repainted, and there were streaks of white plaster running down the walls. The kitchen was a disaster. It seemed that if we wanted to get in any time that week, I had no choice but to ask the owner if I could paint it. And so I did. Honestly, I don't know how I did all I did in getting packed, painting the townhouse, cleaning and patching our former home in a week's time. But on the day of our closing, I was sure the sky was going to fall hard on my head as soon as I stepped outside the townhouse. I was fighting fear that our buyers would not accept our home at closing due to all their prior demands. Then just before leaving our very cluttered townhouse, I put a load of towels in the washing machine. It filled up the water... Uh, if the washing machine filled up with water, but as I was putting on my makeup, I noticed it stopped. I didn't hear anything. When I inspected the washing machine, I twisted the knob to restart it. I opened and shut the lid, and my heart sank as nothing did move the machine. What have we been doing? And while it seems like a small thing now, it was the straw that broke the camel's back in my mind. I knew I could not call my husband for help because on a scale of 1 to 10, his emotional capacity was also at a 1. I was tired of trying to deal with the landlord who did nothing for us, so I decided to leave the towels in the water until later. My thinking blurred and my mind whirred and my heart felt like exploding in tears that I had no time for. I began doing what I knew to do. I marched around the townhouse declaring truth over myself, but my thoughts were so jumbled, I don't think my heart could even hear. So I texted a few people to pray, and a few minutes later, my friend Nancy sent me a voice-recorded prayer. She'd been sitting with Philippians 4 and inserted my name into the Word of God. Her prayer ended up being the sweetest gift. I listened to it as I drove across the river to the house we were saying goodbye to that day. I had to touch up paint and scrub the lower half of the basement wall that was a strange color after having pulled all the old workbenches out, the ones that came with the house and had likely never been moved since 1954. (laughs) I did not know if it was just dirt or mildew, and this obviously had added to my fears of the buyers rejecting the house at the last minute. With my bleach, a long-handled brush, and a bucket to rinse with, I listened to Nancy's prayer four times before God's peace washed over me. Her words, Kathy is able to abound in all things. She can do all things through Christ who strengthens her, became impressed on my heart. I was able then to thank God and receive his peace that he promises, the peace that passes all understanding to guard my heart and mind. 
I was reminded that my life was his and I was not in charge. I could release my anxiety because I remembered he's always working all things for my good and his glory. Oh, that's right. I claim temporary insanity. (laughs) I forgot. I forgot all the things I knew. Truth be told, I was sad to leave the house. I loved the hickory floor we'd installed and the colors I'd painted and the bathroom we'd finished just to sell the house. (laughs) Finally, we finished that bathroom. It was the ugliest thing I ever lived with. My heart was so weary. The young couple purchasing our home was expecting their first baby, and the Lord had put on my heart to leave the house the way I'd like to receive it. You know that word, do unto others as you'd have them do to you. So I had patched every hole and touched up the paint and scrubbed everything, likely better than I had ever when I'd lived there. (laughs) At closing then, the buyer's realtor, the one I didn't like very much before I met her, told us that our home was the cleanest house she'd ever seen at closing. I testified to her what God had put on my heart to do. When we stepped out into the sunshine with them then, I felt new and free and whole again. In the message series I've been working on for the Awaken Retreat that's happening this weekend, I'm using Hannah's story from 1 Samuel. You might remember I taught on her story in Session 1, Episode 9, called Whole Instead of Holy. (laughs) H-O-L-E-Y. For those who didn't hear it or are not familiar with the story, I'll just give a little recap. Elkanah had two wives, Penaniah and Hannah. Penny had children, Hannah did not. Children were the crown of a woman in those days and proud Penny provoked and mocked humble Hannah. You can imagine Hannah's sorrow and misery, even though we're told her husband favored her and gave her more than he gave Penny. And honestly, it didn't occur to me, but this might have a wee bit to do with Penny's behavior, which doesn't make it right by any means. But we all know that she who feels less loved when she doesn't take her empty bucket to the Lord becomes bitter. It's just the way of the sinful nature. One day, then, Hannah's pain had reached a pinnacle, and so she set out to go to the temple to pray and ask God for a son. When she was there, mouthing the words but not speaking them, the old priest on duty, Eli, assumed she was drunk and rebuked her. She defended herself, explaining her anguish and ache and her desperate plea for a son. Eli, the priest, responded with a blessing. He said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. Hannah, in that moment, believed and received the blessing of hearing his words because when we read her reply to Eli, she said, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. And then the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So the fact that her countenance changed from sad to happy and that she went from not eating, I didn't add that point into the recap here, but she had not been eating but she went away and ate, shows that she believed and received what the priest, the blessing the priest had put on her that day. So think about it. Eli told her, go in peace. What is peace? Rest? Confidence? And that's exactly what she did. By faith, Hannah believed and received the blessing as indicated by the sudden shift in her countenance. And frankly, that's what I experienced when I received the blessing of the truth of Philippians 4 that Nancy prayed for me. Scripture says about Hannah's story, In due time the Lord remembered her prayer, and she conceived. Go in peace, said Eli to Hannah. 
And if you remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood that I taught on in season one, episode five called Believe You Are Royalty, Jesus said to the woman whose body was bleeding, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Go in peace. Go in rest. Go in confidence in me, the Prince of Peace being with you. Go in ease. And when the word of the Lord comes to each of us, go in peace, our dis-ease, our disease, our sin disease, our self-focused disease, is replaced by his gracious and glorious peace, his rest, his confidence, his ease. Our peace comes from being near Jesus. Our peace comes from hearing and believing and receiving his word and thanking him for what he says. Our peace comes from shutting off our fear and shutting off our anxiety by turning our eyes off of our circumstance and onto his love again. So dear friends, peace is always only a prayer and a turning away from the fear. It is letting Jesus rule your heart instead of all the aches and angst that seeks to lure you away into the dark ditches of distress. Remember this week then, my friends, that the Lord loves you. Jesus died to set you free. He is with you to lead you with his peace. Do your part and turn toward him, and he will do his in perfecting everything that concerns you. Scoot in close again, listen for his sweet voice, and let him remind you that you are his beloved. In the meantime, I'm praying for you to gain traction in living your one beautiful life, trusting Jesus on the journey, whole and free and filled with peace. I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating. And then I will see you back here next week. Thanks, friends.